Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We've had some technical difficulties, but joining us on the phone, Jeff Orlowski and Steve Zaki. Guys, are you there? Yeah, uh, yeah, we're here, Evan. Thank you. Uh, I think uh, we might be reconnected with uh, with the equipment here, so see if you can hear Steve on the uh, uh, through the board. But uh, welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, broadcasting live out at Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Uh, today it is. 
It is Buckfest. It is the Midwest truck invasion. You know, the scene down here is amazing. There are tons of people. Uh, track is getting dried out. The weather, all the bad weather has left the area. A little bit cloudy, but you get a nice breeze. It's not too hot out here. The crowd is phenomenal. These trucks that are pulling in, oh, my gosh. So, that uh, get down here, fun for the whole family. Can't thank Roy Henning enough and all the folks that just do a wonderful job out here at Great Lakes. It uh, It's just been absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, you know, they're drying out the track now. These guys are going to be down here making laps, uh, you know, full of fast times here in, uh, in the not-too-distant future. So get down here. It is going to be a ton of fun. And uh, we got, you know, Packer Hall of Famer Leroy Butler is down here. So there is just tons going on down here at Great Lakes Dragway. It's just an absolutely phenomenal scene. You definitely don't want to miss it. So I apologize for the technical difficulties that uh, we experienced earlier. Good to know that we are back on the air now. So we are going to take a quick break here. And then uh, hopefully we've got everything figured out. Everything is back in working order. And uh, you'll hear me and Steve coming up next. So you're listening to the Final Inspection Show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan broadcasting live from beautiful and legendary Great Lakes Dragway down at Union Grove, Wisconsin. Get out here. Come see us. Come see Leroy Butler. Uh, We'll be right back with more here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Broadcasting live from Great Lakes Dragway, where it is a beautiful, beautiful day. The sun is out. It is. People are milling about as uh, we have a huge, huge event here. Uh, we're here for Bugfest and the Midwest Truck Invasion. And this is a pretty neat event. You might, well, what the heck is Bugfest? Everything Volkswagen. And uh, you say, no, Volkswagen like a Beetle? No, no, every, every. You name it, every Volkswagen is here. I don't care if it's a Carmen, Ghia, a Jetta, or anything. And it, until you've seen these things go down the drag strip, it's pretty pretty incredible how what uh, these tuners can do with these Volkswagens here and that. So that's a cool event. Plus we have uh, the Midwest Truck Invasion. And uh, every, I mean, jeez. I mean, I'm looking at one, two, about a half dozen Chevy Suburbans, which are really, really tricked out. We got uh, all sorts of Chevys and Fords and Toyotas, you name it, out here, all ages, and these things are tricked out. Uh, Roy Henning, uh, we had the show, and we'd like to thank him for his hospitality having us down here uh, today. Uh, He talks about if you ever seen Eric Thames' truck from the Brewers. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like on, on, kind of on that uh, genre. So pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool event here, Jeff, and uh, good food and some uh, pretty girls here too, isn't it? Yep, it is. Uh, it is amazing out here. Leroy Butler shaking hands, kissing babies, uh, doing everything a Packer Hall of Famer should. And uh, yeah, phenomenal day. Get down here and check it out now. Uh, so obviously NASCAR runs tonight. Uh, the Cup guys. And 
you know, for the most part, the starting lineup, you know, it's kind of, you got Logano on the pole, Kyle Busch, Kozlowski, Harvick, yeah, Truex. By points. Yeah, you know, you get the same old guys up front. It, uh, which, you know, it, it should it should make for an interesting uh, first 25 laps, and, you know, because if something happens at the front of the field, then all of a sudden that opens the door, that blows the door down for one of these newcomers to sit there and try to steal a win tonight. Well, you know, and it started, start, you know, when you're talking tracks like Daytona, you know, where you start doesn't matter. Right. You know, I mean, and you look at, uh, like, the situation you had with the 24 car going to a backup car, who cares? Right. You know, I mean, it's an issue that he's going to a backup car perhaps, but, I mean, where you start, it doesn't matter because during the, you know, with the ebb and flow of a race, Guy who's in first place can go all the way to the back and vice versa, and these guys go up and and and, and if there if there is one criticism I I do have a plate racing, is sometimes you get a kind of a false sense of who's really the fast car because you don't know who which guys are pushing it who 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 are the guys that you know you would have these guys that would run in the back of the pack to stay out of trouble which in the past hasn't really worked so I mean it, it, it'll be interesting to see but. Bottom line is, you know, you, you got to look at, well, sh- the Chevys look strong, but then Toyota has always looked strong. I mean, who, who picked Denny Hamlin to win Daytona yeah. in, in February? Not many. Now, it's, it's a different package. I understand that. And, and uh, you know, the, the package from the, so what these teams are coming in from, uh, the, what they learned at the, in February doesn't matter. This right. is a totally new package, so it'll be interesting to see. But it's going to be the teams that have the, the your, your your top engineering teams and whatnot. You know, it's going to come back to Joe Gibbs Racing, Hendrick Racing, and Penske at this point, who it looks like is a is a, who's got a, gotten ahead of Stuart Haas Racing at Ford, haven't they? Yeah, they sure have. Now, if you were you know running Steve Zaki Racing here, would you? And, you know, you're a driver owner, so you actually have skin in the game as far as, you know, coming home with a torn-up race car. Would you choose to sit there and try to run top 10 all day, or would you go to the back and wait about three-quarters of the race and then make your move to the I, front? I go to the back because if you look at what happened last night, let me grab here. There's some interesting – and and this and this happens – it's it's not unusual for for this to happen because uh, one of the uh, the guys that, that did well was the Zero Car. That's a team that's been around for years, and and they they, they usually uh, Garrett Smithley, I think it was, who got I think he finished six. So I mean you're you're gonna have how many times have we seen that at these restrictor plates where we see like front row motorsports and some of these teams kind of sit back. Then the last uh, hundred miles, they're racing to the front. And they're battling for, uh, you know, for the win. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a good point. Uh, you know, and obviously a lot of it has to do if you're in, locked into a points battle where you're winless on the season and you're trying to sneak into uh, into the playoff picture on points alone. You know, then you obviously you want to run top ten all day because you need those stage points. But if you're comfortable, like, you know, we talked about how Kevin Harvick's kind of been uh, snake bit all season and has had dominant cars on, on a lot of tracks, can't pull out a win, dominates, or, you know, was dominating at Chicagoland, hit the outside wall, 
uh, ends up, you know, with the with the uh, not good finish for the equipment that he had. You, but he still has the highest average finish out of any car this season. So, you know, obviously Kevin Harvick will get in on points no matter whether he wins or not, you would assume, into right. the playoffs. But if you're locked into a battle for, you know, you're sitting around 12th or 13th, 14th, something like that, then obviously stage points matter and you got to run, uh, you know, just all out from, from the drop of the green flag to try to, you know, accumulate as many points as you can. That is, you know, pretty much the only kind of strategy that there is at Daytona. Well, and, 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 and there's also the compelling stories that we saw in February, like the 95 car when Matt, Matt DiBenedetto, who did well at Sonoma. I mean, that, that I, I, I could foresee that 95 car running top five in the last 10 laps. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, you know, especially if you get a couple of wrecks in that and, and he can make it through there. I would not be surprised if that 95 car would run really well. So. Yeah, yeah. Dee Burrito wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Michael McDowell has shown. He, uh, he's another one that runs very, very well at these restricted play, play tracks. And uh, David Reagan is another one. Yeah. You know, the, the restrictor plates, and I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't know if that's quote-unquote re, uh, real racing or not. But, um, you know, it opens up the door for, for new guys, new teams to sit there and, and get exposure, put their stamp, you know, on their name, get a, uh, a victory, get into the playoffs. We saw what Ricky Stenhouse did a couple years ago when, when he won twice on restrictor plates. Uh, tracks got into the playoffs, and obviously he didn't do jack when when he made it. But just the fact that that he was able to get in there and with the two wins on restrictor plate tracks, so you know it, it opens the door for for a lot of guys and and gives a, some of these teams hope. It's a total crapshoot. We talk about it all the time. You never know when or where the big one's going to hit, and half the time when you get taken out at one of these tracks, it's not of your own doing. Uh, <clears throat> Stenhouse. But, um, mm-hmm. well, he's another guy, though. I mean, 17 car, you know. He I, runs phenomenal at these yeah. tracks. When he's not wrecking the field, there's a, a decent chance he's taking the checkers. Well, and that's one thing I was going to talk with Dennis. That was one of the talking points I wanted to talk is the blocking issue. I mean, I, I, for me, I'm old school. There wasn't blocking in racing when I was bringing, being brought up in the sport. So you didn't, you never liked Dale Earnhardt Sr. No, I didn't. Okay. You know, I mean, hey, at least you're consistent. I, I, I was. Well, let, let's put it this way. Here's I, I never was a fan of Dale Earnhardt Sr. And then I met him at uh, our, uh there's a a a, a, a show, uh, a radio show, another radio show that's been around for a long, long time, and they had a show at the old Elks Club in Waukesha. And it was a phenomenal show, and Dale Earnhardt Sr. is one of the guests. And there's a joke, there's kind of a joke of, of, of hopefully this won't offend people, but famous people you've uh, urinated next to. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Sr. is one of those guys. And I was always, you know, I was like, lo and behold, here's me and Dale Sr., you know, you know, staring at the wall, and he kind of nods his head, hey, how you doing? And he was... We, after we washed our hands, we shook hands. <laughs> and uh, the guy was a total, really, really cool guy. That's awesome. And I remember driving home thinking, 
God, that sucks. I wanted him to be an ass, you know. But you know, I mean, I, I just wasn't. I, and then I mentioned this before. I, I didn't like the, what Senior did to Alan Kowicki back in right. Pocono in 1987. Took him out with a couple laps to go. So I mean, there's a history there. But I mean, for the respect for what he could do in a car, uh, there's the famous uh, pass. Probably one of the I would put down top ten famous passes in, in NASCAR is when he splits the two cars it goes between the two cars at Bristol yeah I mean uh, just to, to be able to not only make those moves but get a you know to pull it off but yeah he took on a lot of cars he yeah, took on a lot of guys but he, he was able to get away with it now it's the bump and run but there I don't not I'm not a fan of the crash and run in which we're seeing more and more of this. You know, we're going to have John Close on here in the next two weeks. He's coming out with a book on Richie Bickle. And and John and I, our, our belief system in what stock car racing should be is very close because we were brought up in a culture in Wisconsin where we were brought up with guys, the ASA guys, and the guys, Ted Musgraves and Alan Kowicki's, uh, Mark Martin when he lived here, when he drove for Jerry Gundrum, and these guys that, you know, there's a certain way you raced. And the reason why you race clean is because, you know what, these guys are working on their own cars. Right. They weren't going to tear up the cars because they knew they were the guys working on it. So even Rusty Wallace and all these guys, they race a certain way. Down south, it's always been a different way. And you could see that when guys like later, you know, Matt Kenseth and, and Rich Bickles and these guys ran down there because you race a certain way, you don't take the guy out in front of you. Yeah. You know, it's one thing they say Robin's racing. You know, the bump and run is okay. I always say the bump and run is okay for your first win. And I go I always call back to Matt Kenseth at Rockingham mm-hmm. where he's coming up at Tony Stewart. Team's going to fold if he doesn't win the race. And, who you, you know, Matt Kenseth and Robbie Reiser would not be the people they are in NASCAR today if he doesn't make this move. So in that case, you uh, – you have sometimes you have to do the bump and run, but uh, just just taking people out, not a fan of that. See, I, I don't mind it. I you know I I think obviously intentionally wrecking somebody for your first win, absolutely have at it. Bump and run, I think is is a hundred percent fair game, especially in the last 10, 15 laps. Whether you're going for your first win or whether you're going for your hundredth win, um, so I I don't mind the bump and run either. But uh, so I, I don't have a, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I, when it happens, there were a couple times, uh, you know, it's happened where my guy got taken out. Right. And uh, my immediate reaction is, oh, my God, that's so dirty. You know, and then I sit back and it's like, well, if the shoe was on the other foot, right. I wouldn't have a problem. So I can't have a problem with it be going the other way, too. So, you know, we'll see. It, uh you know, we should take a quick break here because we got Roy Henning, uh, president and CEO uh, from the beautiful Great Lakes Dragway, coming up next here on the show. So I just saw the Secret Service pull up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they rolled out the red carpet yeah. and everything. So I don't know if he's going to have somebody throw, uh, throwing rose petals down when he walks in or not, but <laughs> we'll let you know. All right, coming up next, Roy Henning, live from Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, where we are having the bug fest and midwest truck invasion get out here it is a scene out here it is really cool 
We got hoods up. We got people looking at engines. We got all sorts of stuff going on here. Yeah. We got good food, good beer, good adult beverages. It's fantastic. So get out the Great Lakes Dragway for a good time. And we'll be back after this with Roy Henning, Senior El, El, El Presidente yeah. of Great Lakes Dragway, coming up next on the Final Inspection Show. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. I'm Steve Zotke along with co-host Jeff Arlowski live from Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove where we are having the Midwest Truck Invasion and Bug Fest and joining us in person, Roy Henning from Great Lakes Dragway. Yeah, they don't let me out of the house much. We got to turn you <laughs> up here. Hang on a second. There we go. Oh, there, we there, go. there we have it. Yep, they don't let me out of the house much. So it's uh, it's nice to be out and in person and, uh, you know, seeing people that are older than five years old. So it's kind of nice. That is nice. Uh, of course, uh, it is turning out to be a beautiful day. We had some rain this morning, which I don't know why people freak out sometimes. They're, oh, it's raining out. It's well, Yeah, it's summer. Storms come in, and then it dries out, and then you're, things are fine. And the sun's coming out here, and it it's, fant- it's a fantastic day at Great Lakes Dragway. Not only is the rain out, sun's out, but the temperature, it's comfortable. Oh, it's perfect. It's, it's absolutely perfect. The crowd is huge. You know, it, uh, the weather couldn't have picked a better time to blow through. At least it was in the morning. Track's going to dry out. They're going to be running nonstop. You know, there's no more weather in the area, so it's going to be phenomenal all day, all night out here at Great Lakes. So, t- Roy, t- tell us how this came about with the Midwest truck invasion, because this is incredible. I'm looking at... You know, all sorts of uh, not only trucks but SUVs. And, you know, we mentioned earlier and you mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago about, you know, some of the type of trucks you're going to see out here. And you mentioned the Eric Thames truck where these things really are tricked out. They have the lift kits and everything else. But uh, how did this all come about with uh, Great Lakes Dragway? Well, actually, it was, um, you know, it's, it's basically kind of a big car club, a big family, the Midwest Truck Invasion. And... You know, they're more so out here to all come in one spot, park their, park their stuff. Uh, everybody, you know, takes a look at what everybody else has. You know, they're hanging out, they're eating, they're drinking, they're having a good time. And it's basically just a, a, a kind of a mini festival almost, a mini family reunion. Yeah, it is really cool. And, and you know, I, I'm one of these guys, you know, car shows are nice. But you know, it, for me, you can only see so many 69 Camaros. <laughs> I like the oddball stuff, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I see a Mercury Marauder or something like that, you know, I'm like, oh, no, no that's cool or something. But we were talking about with, with Bugfest, and we were talking off air, you know, you said it's mostly the air cool stuff, and Volkswagen, of course, had a pretty eclectic lineup in the 60s and 70s. And one, one car that we don't see that much are, are the Squarebacks. Kind of, kind of explain to the listener what a squareback is. Well, a squareback is it's it's called Type Three, and it basically kind of looks like the it's the uh, precursor to the station wagon almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple different versions of it, but it's definitely one of the rarer uh, Volkswagens, along with like a thing. Um, not quite like the split window buses that you see rolling across uh, uh, and getting sold for two hundred thousand right. dollars now. Which, if I had the Volkswagen buses I had a few years ago, I'd be able to retire, uh, you know, <laughs> as is. But, of course, we sold those for about 1000 bucks a piece when no one wanted to take them off our hands. 
Uh, but it's really nice, though. I mean, uh, you know, with Mofoco still in Milwaukee and I'm building engines, and, uh, you know, the air-cooled scene is definitely very, very alive. Uh, more so, obviously, in Southern California, Florida, uh, Arizona areas, obviously, where it's, where it's hot a lot. But talking to a lot of guys there, they don't even like driving anymore. They want uh, AC because it's 120 degrees every day. So it's actually getting more rough out there than it is here. Um, and people import a lot of the cars back here. Okay. Uh, I bought my car from Portland, Oregon. Um, and had it shipped out here for 500 bucks, and, you know, there it is, because obviously most of the ones out here rusted out over the last 30, 40 years. But we still get a good, uh, a good little turnout for Bugfest, and this, and this truck invasion is just, it, it, it's blowing me away. Uh, when I drove in this place, and, uh, you know, I saw the line out to KR, the line out to 45, and these guys were just, you know, ready to rock and roll. It's raining sideways, and they don't care. They're just going to wait in line and get in here and have a good time. Yeah, and like I said, the weather with the timing couldn't be better because right now everything's dried out, and it is just a beautiful day at Great Lakes Dragway here looking at the trucks as uh, Jeff and I were seeing. Uh, uh, pretty cars and pretty women out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Wednesday is scheduled Ladies' Day uh, out here at Great Lakes every single week, so find the next uh, X misses you if uh, if that's what you're looking for. But you know, today looks like ladies' night as well. Today, and, today uh, does. It's 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 uh, quite festive out there. It looks like a little mini summer fest going on. Yes, it does. Uh, so and you know, hopefully everybody's of age. <laughs> yeah, yep. It uh, good sights, good food, good racing coming up. Get out here. It's phenomenal. And you know, yeah, we you know we've all talked about uh, the lines getting in. I got in, in in 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's know. moving right along. I mean, you know, you guys didn't get quite the Leroy Butler treatment. <laughs> no, no, as no. I, as I'm rolling in, I get a phone call from Leroy, and he says, hey, I'm stuck in this line. And I said, hey, take a look to your left. And I was right next to him, had him follow me in. <laughs> the uh, parking guy in front of me who I didn't know, I had to explain who I was and that Leroy Butler was behind me, didn't believe me, knocked on his window. Guy looked like he won the lottery, got a handshake, <laughs> and uh, had a little picture with uh, Leroy on his way in. So at least, you know, we made somebody's day on the way in. Leroy, uh, the way the way he's going right now, greeting the fans here, he could be running for public office. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he'll just he'll just grab you as you're walking by, and you know he'll sign your t-shirt and uh, your shorts and your hat and wh- whatever you got. Yeah, yeah, maybe even sign your baby. He'll so. sign your baby, you know, just just. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so with, with, with I, I, I'm I'm intrigued with by, by the bug fest because I've always been a fan of Volkswagens and that, and what what with. With these buses and that, with the campers, I mean that. T- tell us about how, how that that kind of came across with the what the twenty three window is it? Well, it's the twenty one window, the twenty three window, the split windows. So it's not every bus. So just because, and it's the joke on the internet where people okay. take pictures of rotted out, half buried in the sand buses, yeah. and they're like twenty five grand, you know, and uh, you know you finish restoring it, it'll be worth two hundred. Okay. Which of course not everyone is. Right. But as soon as they sold at a few auctions, and I think it's the Bear Jackson auction. Right. Yep. So as soon as the first one sold, it was about ten years ago, uh, maybe fifteen, and all of a sudden everybody started going crazy for these things. Now it's still very specific. People still want the German buses. They uh, they downgrade your Brazilian or your Mexican bus. For whatever reason, they want the split window. They want the 23, the 21. Uh, they want the pop-top camper. Um, so I've got a few still, and, of course, the ones that I have aren't worth that much. But I'm working on another one because, you know, you got to have a cool one. And, and Bugfest, this is our 28th Bugfest. And so the first couple, this is before uh, my dad owned the racetrack, uh, so we rented out the track. We would have two, three, four hundred cars here 
with 150 to 200 swappers, people were lined up like this, uh, like the truck event for Bugfest back in the day. And so, you know, we think over the years, everybody sold all their parts. You know, it definitely has gone down a little bit here and there. Yeah. Like I said, it's still, you know, quite popular. You, you kind of get that kind of uh, attendance out in California. But we still get a good, uh, you know, a good crowd here and there. Obviously, the rain, uh, you know, hit us a little hard. And like I was saying off air, people are driving 50 to 60-year-old cars, uh, you know, into that event. Not exactly a brand-new truck with the AC jacked all the way up. And so, you know, rain doesn't bother you. But, but, hey, we're happy to have it, and we're all having a good time, and, you know, we got Leap running around. Yeah, I think it's phenomenal because when I was here earlier before we got on the air, I was talking with your dad for a little bit, and I think it's great how, you know, the family atmosphere, you know, between you and your father and, um, and you know, running the track and all that, and the family atmosphere, like you mentioned, with the Midwest truck invasion, it, it just – the cohesiveness on it you know it seems like it's a perfect marriage for you guys oh yeah you know it's definitely uh, a little bit of an opposite crowd type thing but there's a little bit of merging here and there oh yeah yeah you know it's uh you know you sit there and you know we can see where all the trucks are parked out here and you know there's crowds of 20 30 guys all hanging out everybody's having a good time it's like a you know like you said it's like a family reunion and uh so yeah it's it's great it is great it is really cool event Broadcasting. This is the final inspection show broadcasting live from Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Make sure you get out here today for Bugfest and the Midwest Truck Invasion. Sitting here with Roy Henning from Great Lakes Dragway and Jeff Rolowski and myself, Steve Zotke, and a Packer Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler, posing for photos once again. So what better way to spend a, a, a beautiful Saturday afternoon than out here at Great Lakes Dragway in early evening? Uh, and uh, we're in Torque Alley. And, uh, Roy, tell us how this call came about in here. Well, I have been here since the beginning. My dad raced here in the late 70s and 80s. So every Memorial Day and Labor Day I spent down at the racetrack. And then eventually he bought the track uh, with a couple other guys uh, about 1994. And at that point, then I went to work. Oh, yeah. And so I got to do every single job and got to is uh, quote-unquote Got to do every single job that was available here at Great Lakes Dragway. And Torque Alley Tap started off as a little square hole in the wall that said beer $3. And that's all you had. It looked just like a place I saw in New Orleans on Bourbon Street where it said beer 2 bucks, And you just stuck your 2 bucks in and a hand stuck a beer out at you. And so that's what this started as. And then uh, my dad decided that he had to open this thing up. We needed to have a full bar, racing memorabilia. Uh, you got the liquor license so you can make cocktails, which started about five or six years ago. Um, so, yeah, he kind of has tried to turn this into a full family entertainment and, uh, you know, give you everything available that he can give you. Everybody's posing. Now we're and now posing. we're posing for more pictures with, uh, with Leroy here. <laughs> so it is a neat event. And, and, you know, you go to some tracks and, it, you know, it's just a track, some bleachers, and you're kind of stuck looking at a, an old dirt track or something. But with, with what's nice about Great Lakes Dragway is there's a lot of things to do. You have a, a, a little setup here with, with uh, the infrastructure you guys have put up. Uh, it, it's a place, it, let's say you come out here next month, August, a little hot, come into Torque Alley here, get out of the sun, and relax. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really, you guys have really made it fan-friendly. And I think that's what sets Great Lakes Dragway apart from a lot of other weekly 
venues, whether it's an oval track, road course, or what, is you guys are really kind of taking that extra step, making it a comfortable place to be. Well, and everybody that I've run into, uh, obviously, whether, you know, it's you, whether it's the, the bartender here at Torque Alley, security, the guys outside uh, at the ticket booth, everything, so nice, knowledgeable. You know, I, I'm obviously Polish. I have no idea where the hell I'm going. So, you know, hey, uh, you know, where am I, where do I go for this? Oh, yeah, right over there, you know, uh, I can walk you there, just... They go above and beyond, and so I just want to make sure that, that you realize how phenomenal that uh, everybody you've got around here is. Yeah, my dad pretty much handpicks just about everybody that comes out here to work and knows everybody by name. It's not just uh, sitting in his desk and uh, throwing out orders type thing, so he wants everybody to be personable and to you know, help everybody out as is. we got multiple people driving around on golf carts just to help anybody out that needs it. And, yeah, uh, Steve, going back to what you were saying, I mean, every single winter – as soon as the track is shut or even before the track is over, my dad is already putting money from that year into a new building, into some new pavement, into new concrete, more stands. Uh, it's just infrastructure, infrastructure, because like you were saying, a lot of times you go to a place and it's a flat little quarter mile, a couple of pop-up bleachers and uh, a lemonade stand and a yep. beer cart, and that's about all you got. Yeah. Um, but you got to make it, it – we're kind of making a little village around here mm -hmm. um, so that in case there is, you know, inclement weather or whatever, there's places to go. You can hang out for a bit inside, play some pool. Um, you know, we got a full machine shop down here now. You know, car lifts. you got to fix something. Boom, you talk to them, go over there. You can borrow some tools sometimes. So we're trying to be the all-inclusive uh, drag strip along with my dad. Uh, handpicking every single thing that goes into the food stand, trying to have <laughs> the best food of any venue in southeastern Wisconsin. Also priding himself on having the least expensive alcohol prices of any major sporting event venue in Wisconsin. Hello. Two, uh, two things very close to my heart. And uh, the, the amazing thing, and you mentioned the dirt tracks, is there's no, you know, the lines are so short for the food and for the drinks and everything like that. You've got enough people working where, you know, uh, you're sitting there, you're watching a race, and you want to go grab a quick drink and a quick trip to the bathroom, you're not missing much. Where you go to some of these other tracks and you're stuck in line yeah. for 45 minutes to an hour, you're going to miss half the event sitting there in the bathroom line. It's brutal. Well, let's say for some reason a listener couldn't make it out here today. What are some of the other events coming up this summer at Great Lakes Dragway? The other major big one that you're going to want to look at is, uh, is always a Labor Day event. Um, you know, those two events are, are just, they're, they're 45 to 50 years, you know, going on right now. And uh, that's where you have all the big stuff. We had the, we had the, uh, uh, the jet car show uh, last weekend or a couple weeks ago, and that thing was phenomenal. I couldn't make it down with my own kid because we had stuff going on. Uh, but, you know, my father-in-law came down and said, you know, a heck of a light show going on out there. And that's the one time where when I used to work the bar, we had to get prepared was during the Labor Day Memorial Day weekend shows. As soon as that last jet hit, everybody went running for a beer, running for the bathroom. So <laughs> then you had the 20-minute lines. But we, there was time in between the rounds, so you really never missed anything, which yep. was nice. Um, so you definitely want to come down for, for Labor Day. We've got, you know, another import wars and a nitro streetcar brawl, which is good. Um, we're trying to really center in on the, the getting the people off the street this year. And, you know, I've kind of poked fun here and there at the other track that's doing the real short, short, short drag racing. But I will give them this. They are helping people get off the street. People are going there and having a good time. And they're generating more buzz for, mm -hmm. for drag racing. And so, you know, I, I kind of got to tip my hats off to those guys for, you know, putting on something that, you know, people are having a good time at. 
Uh, they don't have to drive real far for and anything that gets people off the street, you know, street racing. Because with these glorified TV shows, which aren't really real anyway. Right. But it gets people to, you know, get, get off their couch and then they go out and then they want to street race at midnight, you know, after having a few beers and no one wants that. And, you know, I, I've made my way down Great Lakes Dragway here a couple times in the late 80s with my uh, Mercury Capri RS. And it is pretty easy for, for uh, if, let's say, uh, Jeff went out to David Hobbs Honda and they had a used Camaro there, let's say. New, newer used three-year-old Camaro. He can, how, how can Jeff come out here and, and drive it at Great Lakes Dragway? With streetcars, all you need is, is, you know, the standard safety equipment like seatbelts. Um, most street cars aren't going to go fast enough for a helmet, but you're still going to roll by, and they're just going to check you out and tech real quick uh, just to make sure you got a radiator overflow tank and things like that. Um, but it's just about that easy. You really don't have to do anything. And like my dad always tells people, you got, all you're doing is getting on the freeway entrance. That's it. Right. You know, you just put your foot down when the light goes green, and as soon as you get th through the lights, you let off. And uh, most of the time, anybody that's ever been scared, as soon as they go past the first one, they go, can I go again right now, please? <laughs> Now, Absolutely. standing on, on the starting line sometimes, Leroy learned that standing on the starting line when the Jets go is, uh, is a little loud and a little smoky and a little warm. His first experience on a Great Lakes Dragway. So. See, and I, the day after, I thought he got a haircut, but uh, <laughs> that was just the Jet cars. Uh, Roy Lee got a little too close. But, uh, you know, I, I, it was good to say you needed a new barber, but I know you go to the best. So. Yeah, I've had a couple of opportunities to be in the starting lane, with, especially with the, th uh, the the thumpers get out there, the alcohol cars and that, or or even being able to get into uh, I know Bart Dietrich, your uh, PA guy out here, and to get up in the starting tower, it is a just a really really cool experience, and just to feel, I mean, literally you can feel the power go through you when you oh, yeah. start. And see, now I'll sound like the old guy, but back in the early 80s when I used to came, come down here with my dad and I'm five, six, seven, eight, nine years old, they would let me stand at the starting line because they know who my dad was. He raced the top alcohol funny car here. We had a big billboard up here and things like that, pretty close with Broadway Bob. And so my buddy and I would stand behind the jet cars Closer than we probably should have. And in this uh, day and age, my parents probably would have gotten hauled off to uh, yeah. Child Protective <laughs> Services uh, with how close I was to an active jet car. So close that the colored smoke would color my hair. Wow. And so I'd, I'd walk away and I'd have blue or green or red hair after that. And I'd just be wearing goggles and, uh, you know, a half a helmet. But, uh, <laughs> but, no, I mean, growing up here and doing things like that, you know, it was a blast. And, and you can still, you know, get close enough to be safe. And, uh, you know, like I said, feel that heat and feel that thunder, you know, right, right in your stomach. Yeah, Broadway Bob, of course, uh, who started this in uh, about 1952, I think it was right about that. It was 52 to 55. There's, there's still questions on what's the official first year. The uh, I had a, an opportunity to do a bio with a Broadway Bob. Sit down with him about 20 years ago, and uh, and it was just fantastic. To him telling the story of how he got the money mm -hmm. to get the drag strip and that, and, and some of the interesting uh, the history of uh, of Great Lakes Dragway, which it it has, and of course dating back to some of the drivers that have raced here, and uh, of course you've had Big Daddy Don Garlitz here in the past, and it just uh, to who's who. Uh, drag Racing Hall of Fame, uh, who's been here. In fact, uh, Broadway Bob is in the Drag Racing Hall of Fame. So uh, just a storied place, and we're really just 
uh, so happy that there's a, a gem like this in southeastern Wisconsin that race fans can come to, and and it just the I guess the biggest thing you look at the the, the tracks that are the most successful in the state are the ones that are active so many days a year and of course you guys wrote america and that uh you guys are open during the week and there's always activity going on i think that's such a, a big big uh positive for them. yeah my dad my dad prides himself on the fact that uh we are open more days per year than any other racetrack in the country and i think it's a huge testament to wisconsin mm -hmm. the fact that we've got this track, along with Road America, which are basically the two oldest tracks in existence in the entire country for their type of racing. So it's pretty cool that it's in Wisconsin. I mean, the amount of things that we have to come and hang out, you know, and see in Wisconsin uh, between sports, you know, sports teams and uh, the venues like this. I mean, you come here and drive within a 90-mile radius, and if you can't find something fun to do, well, then you probably shouldn't be going out. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, golf courses and, I mean, everything, you know. So, so it, it's, it's great that these two places can, uh, can keep going, and I'm sure there's a lot of cross-promotion between people to go to both tracks here and there and, you know, have had fun. And, and the history with this track with, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a who's who drag racing hall of fame, you know, before 95. If, if you were one of those top guys, you raced here. Yeah, but don't sell yourself short either because, you know, being open a lot of days is one thing. Being open a lot of days with good customer service and with, you know, people that are, are looking out to make sure that, the, you know, the guys, the, the customers that come in, the, the fans are having a good time, have everything they need, you know, all that. That's what, you know, pushes it over the top and, and gets people, you know, coming back uh, year after year after year. Yep. The season pass. You know, that you guys run every year, pays for itself in three visits. Just a phenomenal deal. So, you know, there's there's a whole lot of good besides just the fact that there's cars going down the track almost every day. Yeah, my dad and I were just joking that uh, we haven't raised the season price pass since we started it. That's that's Really, unreal. five or six years now, wow. maybe even seven or eight, we have not raised the season price pass since it started. So... If you're looking for season passes still, you can still buy one. Because even if you bought one right now, you could still pay for itself within two or three weeks, depending yeah. on how much you come to the track. Absolutely. Um, and so we got no problem, you know, selling passes late. And then, you know, at the end of the year, they all of a sudden start again for next year, Christmas presents and things like that. And uh, tracks are starting to go down the drag And there's a car. Down. Yep, there <laughs> oh, we yeah. go. So we're dried out and we are running. So it's fantastic news. Make sure you come on out to Great Lakes Dragway here in Union Grove. For a bug fest and the Midwest truck invasion, a lot of fun. The sun is out. The girls are out. It's it's just a fantastic uh, day here at Great Lakes Railway. Roy Henning, we certainly appreciate you coming on the final inspection show. Thank and you guys a, for being here. And a, yeah, we certainly appreciate your hospitality and everything. It's been a fantastic uh, uh, day so far. And get out here, you get to meet Packer Hall of Fame, uh, Roy Butler. And, uh, and hopefully we didn't put you guys too close to the bar. So you're going to catch everybody. We're not here. slurring yet. <laughs> we'll be, yeah. uh, we'll be back when we'll, we'll be closing up things here on the final inspection show coming up next broadcasting live from Great Lakes Railway in Union Grove. This is final inspection with Steve Zaki presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM. The fan. And welcome back to the final inspection show. 
Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, where we are broadcasting live. And Jeff Orlowski, we have cars going down the drag strip, don't we? Oh, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful sound. I can't wait to get out there and watch it and, uh, you know, come down here. Sun is out. Clouds are breaking up. It's a beautiful day. The crowd is huge. You know, good food, good drinks, good people. Uh, it is awesome. It's the sound of unadulterated horsepower. Yes, please. I love it. Sounds good. Nothing, nothing better than a roaring V8. Oh, I know. On the verge of destruction. Iron Maiden's close, but I still give it to the V8. <laughs> so come on out to Great Lakes Railway. We're broadcasting our final segment here till 2 o'clock. Then we have the Brewers pregame show. Hopefully the Brewers can uh, not make it so interesting as they did last night, beating the Pirates in Pittsburgh 7-6, to giving up a 6-1 to lead in the ninth inning. At least they scored some runs yesterday. They did. So, so uh, they had that going little, for them. A little, panic, a little panicky at the end there, but they were uh, able to pull it out. And that, it's one of those situations where uh, a, a good team will find a way to win, and uh, there's, a, there's some concern with the Brewers, but... I mean, first place. I mean, you got to, you know, they're right at the top. And, and, you know, hopefully things will get better. But, I mean, are, are, we, are we getting a little spoiled here, Jeff? No, well, you know, with the amount of talent that, that the Brewers have, they're struggling for sure. They should be playing a lot better. Uh, you know, the entire division is in this pennant race. And, uh, you know, but the teams that you thought – we're going to be at the top or struggling too. And so, you know, it, uh, the, the problem is, is that with the Brewers struggling and, uh, and the Cubs and the Cardinals and the Pirates and the Reds, everybody in the, in the divisions in a log jam, it opens up the door uh, for the wild card to a whole lot of other teams and a whole lot of other divisions that we didn't think were going to be in play that are now in play. So hopefully the Brewers can get it figured out. Uh, you know, it's always something. Either the, the, the pitching staff struggles and doesn't go enough innings or the offense is struggling and not putting up any runs. Hopefully they can get it together and go on a run. You know, obviously the uh, all-star break is, is coming up uh, real quick here. So hopefully they uh, enter the break on the right foot. And, of course, tonight uh, we have the Firecracker 400. I'm going to call it the Firecracker 400 because that's what it is. We have the World 600 on Memorial Day weekend and the Firecracker 400 on July 4th weekend. And of course, tonight in Daytona, Green Flag is scheduled for our time. Milwaukee time would be 640. So make sure you tune into that while you're watching the Brewer game or out here at Great Lakes Dragway. And, uh, of course, uh, qualifying for the race was uh, rained out, so they're running them by points. So you got Joey Logano, Kyle Busch on the front row, Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick uh, in row two, Martin Truex, Denny Hamlin in row three, Chase Elliott and Kurt Busch in row four, rounding out your top ten. Alex Bowman, your winner last weekend at Chicagoland, and Ryan Blaney. Uh, looking at the top ten there, Jeff, there's a couple guys that have not won yet this year. Of course, Kevin Harvick is one of them that kind of sticks out. Ryan Blaney, too, in that uh, third Penske car. Uh, he's definitely could be someone we could see in victory lane, couldn't we? Yeah, you could. Uh, you know, Harvick, I'm, there's no way in, I'm picking him until he proves that he can bring home the checkered flag. You know, he totally seems snake bit this season. Uh, but, yeah, Blaney, I could see him, uh, you know, finishing – very near the lead, if not winning this thing. 
if I was going to go to the window today and, uh, you know, entertainment purposes only, I would uh, take uh, the good old two-car Big Bad Brad okay. for, uh, for the win tonight. Yeah, interesting situation that happened in the final practice where he took out Will Byron in the 24 car, and he said, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not lifting. Yep. He says the last couple of times, three, oh, is it three out of the last four restrictor plate races, he's been taken out uh, by ca- cars cutting in front of him, him lifting off. Uh, the gas and then the car in front of him taking him out. So he's like, I'm not lifting anymore. If this is how the game wants to be played, well, this is how I'm going to play it then. So he kind of gave a message to, I think it was kind of a, a strategy thing. So uh, if you're, you know, you're motoring along uh, in turn uh, going down the backstretch and you see that number two Miller light car behind, you know, coming up, are you going to pull in front of him? Mm. He's hoping that you might think uh, against it. Yeah, and Keselowski is one of those that he runs better when he's got a chip on his shoulder, and uh, that chip is there, and it's firmly planted. So I expect big things out of Brad tonight. You know, he just he seems like one, and Kevin Harvick's another. They run better when they're pissed off. And, uh, you know, I think it sent a good message to, uh, to the entire field. Don't mess with Brad this weekend, and... Uh, you know, pro- probably the rest of the season. And with the way that NASCAR runs the rules and everything like that, you can't blame him for not right. lifting because the penalties on it aren't strong in any way, whether he wrecks you or not. I like your Brad Keselowski pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Martin Truex in that 19 car. That's a good pick. So uh, I think the Toyotas have been strong. I mean, this thing is wide open. I mean, I, I could see uh, the Chevrolets doing well. I mean, who knows? Maybe you could see, um, um, you know, Alex Bowman went two in a row. That wouldn't be unusual. I mean, this is how wide open. We mentioned the other guys, Matt, Matt B. Benedetta. D. Benedetta, you know, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, you look at uh, uh, McDowell or something like that. So you could... It, this thing's really, really wide open. Should be interesting race course. Green flag at 6:40, and uh, this is the final inspection show, broadcasting live from Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you get out here for the Midwest Truck Invasion and Bug Fest. We have cars going down the drag strip. It's opening up. We got blue skies, and uh, we appreciate the hospitality. Great Lakes Dragway and Roy Henning in the game. Yeah, and thank you to Dennis Michelson. We, you know, experienced technical yep. difficulties with him. Didn't bring a whole lot. Uh, of him as much as we wanted, but Roy Henning was phenomenal, and big thanks to everybody out and here at Great Packer Lakes. Hall of Famer, Leroy Butler. Get out here, go meet Roy. Roy Henning, of course, a Great Lakes Dragway, Leroy Butler, and uh, you might even see us wandering around through the grounds here and uh, see some cool cars and trucks at Great Lakes Dragway. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show. We'll talk to you next week. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.